Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Creative Insider podcast, episode number 41. And yeah, this is a special edition of the podcast, a midweek edition. Uh, so we hope you're going to enjoy. Uh, in this special edition, after the success of our different podcast, which was made in number 36, where we talked uh, together with Desiree about the bullet journal method, we decided to do another one. And this time we're going to break down the topic about of social media, how they affect us, the positive and the negative sides of social media and technology in general. And I'm going to go through a digital declutter. Uh, a very good practice uh, we're breaking down the practice which comes from the book of Carl Newport digital minimalism so if you're interested in the topic and in this another creative and this one more creative challenge I suggest you to tune in in this episode and I hope you're gonna enjoy it but before we start I'm gonna tell you that exactly for this reason exactly for all the un- attention craving things that we have in our lives we decided to create a email list a newsletter every month to give you a sum up of what happens on the creative insider so you don't need actually to listen all the episodes and in this way you can pick the episodes which you are interested in or you think you want to like more and yeah, so click the link in the description of this episode to join our newsletter and to support our podcast. If you want, you can follow us on our social media where we're going to post three times a week, basically Monday, our guest, Wednesday, something else. And Friday, now we have the hits. The hits are carousels, which going to help creatives with different skills about creative hustle creative improvements, creative triggers, and creative skills. So if you want to know more about those, just follow our social media channels at TCI Podcast on Instagram or The Creative Insider on LinkedIn and Facebook. And once a week, if you want, go check out and you're going to see our carousels. And from now on, I suggest you to enjoy this Special edition midweek the Creative Insider podcast. Have fun, guys! The whole world stops just like that.
everybody. Another special episode of the Creative Insider. And of course, today with me, as in every other special episode, my co-host is with me. Hi, everybody. Daisy Ray's back. So, yeah. So we were thinking that uh, after we did one podcast, which was a little bit different than the usual, when we did the number 36, I think. Yeah, I think so. About um, the bullet journal method. Yeah, that was a try. It was a test and went pretty well. People apparently listened to it and enjoyed it. So today we're going to do another one of those. And we're going to get to talk about a topic that we have mentioned in that other podcast, which was digital declutter and digital minimalism. So for the one who don't know, uh, I've mentioned in the podcast number 36 that uh, in the beginning of the year, I started bullet journaling. If you want to know what is this, you can go and listen to that podcast. But I also tried to do a digital detox, digital declutter, and that went wrong. So everybody who does these kind of videos, they always show you like, I don't know, oh, I tried the Elon Musk lifestyle for 14 days and this is how cool I am. Or I tried for 14 days or 30 days or whatever, something. And they always say how successful they were and how how good they are and make you feel kind of bad. And um, Yeah, nobody talks about how hard it is to change behavior. Yeah, I mean, they kind of do, but they always like, oh, now I'm a completely different person and I'm like totally <laughs> cool and I'm totally hardcore. Uh, well, it's not the case. Uh, I tried it and it's uh, difficult. And today we're going to try to... Uh, break down the whole topic with the digital declutter and the digital detox and um, uh, this podcast was inspired by the book uh, we have both read which is called Digital Minimalism from Carl Newport who from in my opinion he's a great author because he has I've written uh, also other books uh, Deep Work I also read it's pretty interesting and um, the other book that I have in our library it's uh i think it's so good you cannot be ignored or something like that but i haven't read that one yet so let's start with breaking down the topic of uh, the digital world the technology and all the gears we are surrounded with um so we live in a highly technology world like high, it, we have high tech everywhere around us we basically always carry on with carry with us like a um, very high-end computer, which is our smartphone, and um, our attention is glued to it all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have like nowadays computers feel like a little bit outdated because you can do basically everything from your smartphone or almost everything. Uh, basically, computers are now. Uh, only work tools and yeah. uh, all the digital content it's focused on mobile because it's just portable easier to to consume and uh, of course yeah. and, and apps too apps make it really easy too you don't go into your browser and have to sign in in some way you just press an icon and you're immediately in that in that technology world or in that content world so yeah, I think that um, yeah they make it difficult to use some functions of some websites through your, for example, mobile browser or uh, because they want you to to download the app, and um, there are so many of 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 
those now like i think in the beginning of the iphone in 2007 they were like mm, i don't know i don't i'm gonna say a number like thousand or ten thousand apps and are probably there millions um but everybody this topic has been demonized recently a lot you know like how bad is the smartphone how bad is technology how bad is social media well yeah maybe not how bad is but what are the implications that can be bad for for your mental health for your physical health for your professional health yeah yeah so this is true but i want to start from a different starting point which will be like let's first check what are the benefits of technology because i mean if we all if all we are hooked on this technology and social media there must be something good and recently in the last few weeks i've been telling you also like if you remember the first days of uh facebook which is not the first social media but i think it's the first like mass really massive social media with a massive participation and um, it was very different than what we have now um, I remember you were more in control over Facebook you were like you were looking for the people you didn't have suggestions um, and you would get a notification only in case somebody texted you or somebody want to be your friend or somebody uh, i don't I, I think in the beginning we didn't even have tags you couldn't tag people yeah that's true yeah and you would get a notification if somebody commented i think on under your picture which mm. is like three things and then you didn't have all these functionalities that you have nowadays you barely had video uh, you had some pictures and that was like a cool thing because you could go on and just you decide okay i want to add that friend or i want to look for that person and then um i think back in the days there was i think the first time i downloaded or subscribe i didn't know even exactly what is facebook so let's give it a try and i was wondering why would people put their own name on facebook like why because there were other forms of social media like myspace and stuff like that and but, i remember but not everybody put their name like at the beginning it was sort of like the hotmail era where everybody was like cute cookie 72 so i remember not everybody put their real name but some form of their name on facebook yeah yeah back when i um when i joined it it was it wasn't for example your first name last name it was maybe something like i don't know um, Bambi Frankfurt or something like that. Some people were still doing that because you were just used to that from, from the 90s, I guess, um, that you just made up a persona. And I think that phased out after a while. And it was very much about people too. Like at the beginning, everything you're describing is about people. And now it's about companies also. Mm, I, I remember there was... That was the thing that because I have tried other sort of social media and what I really hated is that uh, when I signed uh, for Facebook, when I signed up Facebook was like the period of time when there were a lot of emos, if you remember yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. And in this social media, they would make some crazy name with a lot of you know special symbols <laughs> and it would be all pinky and I don't know, weird colors and it, 
looked so unattractive to me. Maybe back then already I had some sort of, you know, design was important somehow unconsciously. And when I saw Facebook, which looked so much cleaner and like, I like that everybody have the same page, just a picture and they call themselves with their, their own name, at least all my, all the people that I knew and were on Facebook. And um, this, is, uh, this is how I decided to join and it was nice. And I remember also to go a little further back. Um, I, I come from Bulgaria, so I'm like, uh, it's like born in the 80s, although I'm born in the <laughs> 90s because it's like 10 years later, everything arrived 10 years later. And I remember the first time um, my dad came back from Italy to Bulgaria and he had for my mom a mobile phone, a cell phone. And that was like so cool. And it was like, um, and I remember that it was like, you know, you would have your cell phone for emergency and you will call only in emergency case because it was super expensive to call from, from the cell phone. And um, that was positive because suddenly you would have this tool which is with you and if something happens and you're on the road or you're uh, in danger or you're late, um, you're just gonna um, you're just gonna call. I remember when we, we didn't have cell phones yet, we would be, for example, at my grandma's house and she lives like one, uh, one hour away from Sofia by car. So we would leave and we would say bye and she would say, call me when you're back home. And, yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> and we would drive one hour, be back home, call my grandma, tell her, hey, grandma, we're back. And um, so this is for me definitely something good. Like you have a technology which is always with you, which can really save your life. Imagine like you're somewhere on the road and you have a car crash and you need to call an ambulance or something like that. Yeah, or you don't know where you are. I remember moving when when apps uh, when Google Maps was the one of the first apps, and everybody started using that. Before Google Maps, I would go around in a new city and have like uh, looking for apartments and have a, a picture of the map printed out on a piece of paper, trying to figure out: Am I facing north or am I facing south at the moment? Which way do I have to walk? And now it's just like you take the app, you say, "Okay, where am I?" Pointing in the direction, and then that. Google Maps tells you, okay, you're going this and that way. I think that that was one of the biggest benefits for me is to actually know where you're going in a new city when you're moving all the time. Yeah, that, that came a little later. I think that was really after 2007, after they released yeah, the iPhone. Yeah, that was after, yeah. And the first Google Maps versions were like not that uh, good as today's one. Um, but it was cool. Also, I remember when they release uh, applications like WhatsApp or Viber or Signal. Where, I mean, Signal is now the most recent one. But like, you have these apps where you just download the app and you have internet connection, which was already included in your sort of sort of monthly bill Mobile for, plan. Yeah. Yeah, and then you could unlimitedly text everywhere like yeah i remember also because uh, as someone that was living internationally and you did too um we would uh, have like um we would buy phone cards go on a public public phone and then insert the card and then call internationally and then there were you know people saying legends about oh if you buy this certain phone card for the public phone you pay less but you can talk more and stuff like that when, when, when it was very expensive 
and then Skype first kicked in and Skype was the first game changer but it was also like you could just connect with people who have a computer so there was a no-go with our like grandparents with my grandparents and then Skype offered to pay Skype to call unlimitedly there and then that was so also very cool because finally we could talk like and and it was so funny because we would call and we would talk and my grandma after a while would be like it's not getting too expensive isn't it getting too expensive <laughs> and we we're like no grandma we pay like a fixed five euro per month and we talk as much as we want and um that was um that was super cool also like this is a very positive thing for technology for connecting people for a very low tariff and and we have experienced all of this right now during this pandemic that like although we need to stay at home we always can organize some video call like talk with our friends hang out like even if it's not the same thing but it's still way better if we didn't have this technology yeah that's true and um also like with the new technology like linkedin instagram the new the new form of of social media you have like uh, also more exposure uh whether as a personality or as a um, business as a business yeah you have this small platform where you can i mean of course arguably more or less in, like put out good content or good information uh that will make you sort of a platform where you can share your own skills and um you can communicate with other people you can get to know people that you didn't know before because for example if i think most of our guests that come on the podcast sometimes i don't know them at all i just find their content i contact them and we start chatting and they're like excited and and then um you you just connect and then you have this person that lives somewhere completely different which in a completely different place in you wouldn't have met them probably never and then thanks to social media you have the possibility to find those people and contact them and talk to them and also uh, linkedin for example now there are a lot of people which find work through these connections because you have a sort of a more professional um profile where people can see what you have done in the past professionally and they might contact you or um businesses will publish their own job offers and they will like this is a, i think this is a positive thing well yeah but that's also where it, where it gets really tricky because more exposure and more turnaround on on the content as well means also more pressure to to produce and to to put things out there everything is of a has a shorter lifespan in the net because there's just so many people producing things so it comes with a different a flip side of the coin as well and i think that's where exactly going into our topic of digital detoxing and digital minimalism that's where we have to be aware of what that of the toll it pays on our attention and on our how we spend our days yeah and um i i think that this this thing start started slowly degenerating when they when the people from the tech companies realized this was 
something which um, could make them a lot of money. Yeah, I think that that's a turning point too, because Facebook at the beginning, if you think about it, it was about connecting people across the globe to, to have everybody be closer, even though they're far away. And as soon as they switched from being a company um, or a platform that is people focused to a platform that is really, I don't want to say marketing focused, but but more like company and, and, and monetization focused, and it really turned into a business, that's where it gets kind of, I don't know, you have as a, as a, as a user on that platform, you, you get this really weird feeling that you're not the most important thing on their mind. Um, yeah, I mean, also, you, if you consider what kind of money you need to keep up a platform like Facebook or Instagram or Google or um, LinkedIn, I mean, they this these algorithms and this uh, amount of information requires buildings uh, full with hardware which runs the whole system and um, basically you get something that before was completely inaccessible you can create like you can use sort of server functionalities um, with of course limited amount of data like of amount of uh, space for free but it's still for free and we're like probably billions around the globe that are using those services for free and when something it's free it means you don't pay it with money you pay in some 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 in a different way yeah but that's the tricky thing is like and that's the tricky thing that a lot of people think oh this is so nice it's free i'm gonna use um google and facebook and um i mean of course this is also uh, i don't know if you say that in english we say in italy knife with two edges because yeah, yeah. because um for example all these uh algorithms that are generated by facebook now because they have improved they have been improving slowly in towards like in the time when since facebook facebook started and today um, can be also used by small businesses, by small bi local businesses. Um, I read uh, an article from Forbes which says um, that uh, small businesses also notice that when they use properly Facebook ads or Google ads, their revenue goes high. Um, I don't remember exactly with which percentage, but it was a significant percentage. Uh, we can put the link in the description, of mm. course, of this article, so people can read it themselves. So this is also another aspect that, uh, for example, um, nobody, you know, when they say, yeah, social media is bad, it's, of course, it's, it's always a gray area. It's like... Um, I don't think you can see it like that. I think this is what you're getting. It's not black or white. It's not good or bad. It's just, you have to be, just be aware what it means and aware of what it does to you and to your business. But I agree for small businesses, it's a great opportunity to tap into high end analytics technology to, to better sell and cater to your audience. And that's a positive thing. Yes, totally. It's just, I think another aspect that is a little tricky is the role that these platforms have in our, in our professional and personal lives. For example, if you're not, a few years ago, it was still like, oh my God, you're not on Facebook, you're not joining the newest hype, you're not on Twitter, you're not 
TikToking or something, you're you, you're not competitive in the job market then, or or in the personal market or anything. So I think that's starting to change a little, but still the pressure to take part in it. It's it's kind of like global peer pressure. It's I don't know. It's unconcerning in my opinion sometimes. Yeah, and of course nobody uh, thinks like about data. That, yeah. that, like um, yeah. a lot of and myself too. I was used to think, okay, data is something that you um, you share somehow. Anyways, like you cannot cut yourself off of the rest of the world. But um, currently, I'm reading another book, which is uh, called "Permanent Record" from um, Edward Snowden. And um, it's, I mean, I'm not at the part in the book where he he's basically tells his story and how in this timeline this permanent record of data it's, has started and a lot of people think ah, data, people who want to hide data it's, um, are people who have something to hide but it's not really true because everybody has something to hide like I don't think it's something to hide I think more. it's more like Privacy. I think privacy is an issue. Yeah, but this is like, I don't know. Imagine you say something in private with some friend, like silly thing for a joke, or I don't know, you flirt with someone, whatever. And then in five or six years, you become some person of importance, of public relevancy. And those people, theoretically, like I'm not saying that they would do it, but somehow could happen because if if this data is somewhere they could um pick it up from there and be like here Desiree was texting with uh this xy person and they were doing like i don't know racist jokes or sexual jokes and then suddenly all the things that you know you would not say publicly or just say it among like under friends just for fun not really seriously can be completely changed and um, manipulated to yeah well destroy that, your your persona that's why they say the internet never forgets so, exactly but there's that's one aspect the more extreme version of that is in journalism that certain there are certain journalism journalists that uncover things that are going on in the world that have to do with um political corruption or 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 any or very politically intense um areas and they're not safe because for example their emails are read or the servers aren't safe or anything so it's that aspect too it's the same thing just in a very more intense setting yeah well um as many of the listeners know I love to listen to the Joe Rogan experience (laughs) and they were joking around like why it's important and TikTok for example it's sort of um, under American control because uh, a lot of people in the US use TikTok and they TikTok around it was saying imagine now like the current president of the United States in 2050 it's on TikTok I don't know maybe it's a girl that does I don't know provocative dances or something like this and in 20 years she becomes president and then china comes up with i don't know videos of her half naked twerking on tiktok or something like that so could that's 
that's one aspect of the whole thing that this is um this is as you said internet never forgets and like although people forgets in my opinion but still like you will have yeah but you can just it's what newspapers were back then they were archived and they were digitized in a very primitive way but still they were digitized and now you have that aspect with every person no matter if you have one friend or are a celebrity and are followed by millions so it's really democratized reputation in some way everybody has some form of reputation i don't think back then people said like oh my reputation if you were like you and me we we didn't use that word we weren't celebrities or something and now it's really I mean that's where personal branding comes from as well. It's about it's about that exposure that we're talking about. But I'm I'm a data privacy nerd as you know, so Yes, you're crazy about it. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm just aware or <laughs> conscious. Well, you go a little bit overboard, but it's okay. Hey, I let Alexa into the house. Yeah, now that's yeah, that's now very give you a little <laughs> moment to kill Alexa and then you kill her in the first possible chance yeah but i think the important thing there is that you don't force your view and your opinion on other people so i think that's important too yeah no but um a part of this uh sort of personal status issues what um it's recently have been um been talked around a lot of media podcasts TV shows, Netflix shows. It's also all the mental health issues that you have through through the social media because as we were saying before, you have a lack of attention, like attention span goes, drops down. And through the whole fake images that you see because when you post something on the internet, you can decide how to take the picture to to smile maybe it's a moment where it's complete disaster but i don't know you're like smiling yeah. and um i remember this summer when we were like saying uh, to me it was really weird when we went for uh the only weekend we allowed ourselves to go somewhere in uh, 2020 was a weekend in baden baden hmm. and there were like a lot of these um couples where the guy was taking picture of the girl and they looked so lame if you would have seen them like <laughs> from from a side but then this picture go on instagram and i mean like for example that city was nothing amazing it was nice pl- a nice place to visit but it wasn't like super great but if you take a picture uh, or for example maybe we have a fight and we have a picture of our breakfast and say oh this breakfast was super nice and we went there and we did that and like someone else that looks at the picture thinks oh no i'm i'm, I'm so sad because i'm here not doing anything yeah cool. it's that peer pressure and that and they're like having fun in button button but the reality is that maybe we didn't have that much fun we just needed to show yeah. off so i think it's two things you're the director of your own life in some way you're you're creating your own life editorial and on the other hand it's this comparison. You constantly, unconsciously compare yourself to those pictures. And like you said, it's like, oh my God, my life isn't that exciting. Or, oh, I wasn't in Greece. Or, I don't know what, oh, I didn't, I didn't manage to visit New York last year. And they did. And, oh my God, look at that cronut. And I don't know. Yeah, and then they are nowadays with this advanced technology, you have all the filters on Instagram, for example, where, yeah. I don't know, 
my cousin used them a lot and I hate when I see her pictures <laughs> because she looks like, I don't know, a playmate or something like that. Oh, you mean the ones where they make the lips and the eyes and everything? I don't know what they exactly do, but yeah, you look those... weird. You look like a plastic doll. Yeah. And, and it's extremely bad when I see that, uh, for example, I follow uh, the national proud of Italy, Chiara Ferragni on Instagram, because if you have an Italian passport, that's like you, you have to follow her. And she uses that sometimes. And I'm like, why does she do that? Like, she looks good already. Why she needs to put this extra, I don't know how to call it, this fakery. Yeah. And, and then the girls who, like little girls, which are maybe teen girls, watch those pictures, see those pictures. Mm, they will be like left with a lot of unrealistic expectations. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's I think social media started with reality and now it's sort of like social reality on social media and then the real, real reality. But in the last few years, there have been a few, I think on YouTube, a few videos of, okay, this is behind the scenes of how I get the shot taken and everything. So you are a little more brought into that world and but still and you maybe you look at the picture and you say oh that's a filter I know but you're still going to compare yourself deep down or you're still going to feel I mean that's where FOMO comes from fear of missing out you're still gonna you're still gonna feel like you missed out on something if you weren't there and there or did that and that or bought that and that or use xyz as a I don't know what yeah and also for example for example youtube is also a, a great like attention hog, hog. <laughs> and uh they're like the people who are doing videos on youtube currently are like super skilled filmmakers and directors and yeah. they know how to do all the lighting in those sweet uh, blurred background and the color shading and everything and everything looks so much better than awesome than, or everything looks perfect because they have studios which are uh, dedicated for video making and that looks very cool but that's not their real life it's just a very well set up video like a hollywood movie which is supposed for you to to watch and then you yeah every everybody's like becoming an online personality or maybe not say everybody but a lot, a lot of more people are becoming sort of online personalities with, I want to say something like online reputations and online jobs as a content producer or something. So, but I think we're getting off track from the minimalism no, aspect. No. Well, we, we are also content creators. So yeah. we are also um, sort of distraction distraction we produce something that can distract you but um that's why i try to do one episode a week not like five episodes a week or something like yeah. that so that people can listen one episode and it's okay and, and that's why we started the newsletter too to say like okay you don't have to listen and that's exactly. why we're going to recap it because we're aware that attention is something valuable that you know, you you can maybe spend more time and put it into your craft. Yeah, or listen to 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 something more specific. Yeah, and you think, okay, maybe by reading this sum up, which takes me three minutes, I can know what happened all month, 
and um then go know, back to it then maybe yeah, yeah yeah or go back in the future and think oh i've listened to this mm. podcast what happened but do you know what they call the current economy so in the last 10 years they um in general the economy was called attention economy because it was all about getting the attention of people getting likes getting views getting um uh, getting people's people's time on a certain content or or advertisement or website now we're entering the stage where we're going into a creator economy which is about basically people like what we're doing actually trying to create value and to create things that are not from a product selling perspective but more from a creative perspective and this is sort of trend wise we're go but we're moving into that creator economy that's actually what it's called at the moment but what do you mean by creator economy that like these different platforms will try to attract the different creators that as well but more that being a creator and collaborating with other um creators um is is something that that is um that is going on at the moment and that is building like a few years ago and in the past um two decades it was a lot about creating a product and selling that product and grabbing attention to that product or that brand and now it's going more into the sphere of creating things creating ideas creating concepts um and individuals not only businesses but individuals having a stake in the economy which is also something has to do with monetization but having a different stake in how you communicate with audiences and how you collaborate with audiences okay that's interesting it's something new i didn't know about because if you think about it it's so weird right now because also those platforms are you you have this attention economy so the platforms try to do everything to keep you on yeah the platform and uh, recently i've read for example on on instagram one post of i don't remember which was one of those accounts that gives you tips about how to grow instagram and then there was like this weird a suggestion how to boost your post visibility is like to have the app on your phone and post something with the notifications turned on on the on the on the phone and then after you posted your your post not to go on Instagram for few hours So Instagram the algorithm will try to push your post so you get more visibility and people eventually going to like it so you're going to get more notifications and then you're going to go back ah. on the platform. And when I read this is this is silly like I'm going to do social media for no, this. No, that's not silly that's screwed up. Yeah, that's screwed up. It's like, so what? perverse. I did not know that. So when I read this and they were like do this to boost your Instagram visibility I'm like Yeah, and to fuck up my mental health for Yeah, not only that, but to not attract quality audiences as well. I mean, that's the thing. It's like boost boost your visibility means get more attention. That's the exact Yeah. That's that's and, a perfect example. Like, I don't know. Um, uh, but I'm not ready to do anything. I mean, we do social media and we recently also launched like our hits which will be the carousels. 
but also with that i decided that you're gonna have sort of a some some sign some yeah. badge in on the first slide where people can see what is it about and they won't be they will be able to decide if they want to scroll through the whole thing or not and that that's okay and uh, i mean this is my little so to say personal rules and personal ethics about social media and i'm like not ready to do anything like everything to 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 get more followers or more exposure i believe more that we need to focus on doing the best of this podcast and on our content to add value and if people like it i mean um i've mentioned that i've read um contagious a book about how people get viral and like in that book the guy says that actually people communicate more in person you're more like prone to say your friends what you watch what you what you listen to because it's sort of your you know social status it's like um the way you brag with your friends or your people like hey listen this show because it's really cool and if you listen to sh that show that's really cool and they see it and approve it you will be um, proxy by proxy will, you will be cool mm -hmm. so um this is my idea of growth like i would like people to talk about this podcast to their friends or their family or whoever and in person say hey i'm listening to this podcast it's maybe not perfect but it's i don't know it's getting better or it's nice it's cool and go check it out not because the most of the growth doesn't come through social media in my opinion yeah it, it no comes, i agree and like this is a proof because the biggest podcast is joe rogan and he never like in the beginning he never promoted it never nowhere just slowly i don't know like a snowball effect grew and um recently i also read this um rule in the this law in um, my book super thinking which is called the law of diminishing utility which if you think about it it's kind of logic but it it's not obvious this law says that when you when you consume something when you consume a little bit of this something it has no utility but more you consume it this utility decreases which means for example to compare social media to a cake if you have one piece of cake it's good because you need something sweet and it's good for your soul but if you have 10 pieces of cake you feel crappy because you ate too much and then you're like you have too sh too much sugar and then you're gonna gain weight and it's not gonna good be good for you so i consider social media sort of like a cake because as we said in the beginning they have some positive aspect but the more if you are constantly on social media you won't be getting done anything you won't yeah you get it you get addicted you can get addicted to sugar too and like with any addiction it's like you say it it gets unhealthy yeah so from from this point i want to say okay people shouldn't be like uh go extreme and panning and be like let's killed completely social media or stop using it uh, forever or ban it or whatever um i always say yeah, like or or judge people that use it still a lot that's also a big one 
Yeah. So I, I think the rule would be don't panic, organize. So instead, like in, instead of instead of panicking, uh, you should, or um, how one of my other idols from the podcast world <laughs> would say, um, Jocko Willing would say, discipline equals freedom. So if you discipline Good. yourself, you will be free to do whatever you want. And if you can discipline yourself, good. More good, time to yeah. work. Good. More time to play. Good. <laughs> I love the meme with food where he's fat and says food. For the people who don't know, you can Google good on YouTube and see this video yeah. with Joko. Um, and, uh, but it's, 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 yeah, there are also nice memes about. Okay, but, but he, our, our meme is don't panic, organize. Don't, don't panic, organize. No, it's basically saying discipline equals freedom, which means... Uh, Decluttering equals freedom. Yes, thank you. <laughs> if oh, I were decluttered, I like <laughs> if I were decluttered, I wouldn't be looking around for my stuff all the or time. Or asking where is dot dot dot. But be because I don't, I don't declutter at home. You declutter at home, so I don't know. Like maybe you put it somewhere, or you sew it somewhere, and you. And I know that if you sew something in a place where it shouldn't be you wouldn't move it but you will remember because it bothers you and you'll be like Rrr. no no i remember because i know you'll ask me in a few hours where that thing is and then i'll know because i registered it in my mental decluttering file yes okay so anyway this this in this uh, this case we'll try to do a social media declutter which yes. uh it's inspired we have to say that from Carl Newport, who is a computer science professor at Georgetown University. And I think this guy is pretty smart because he has written many books, uh, as I mentioned before. There is the, um, the Deep Work book, which is based on his Deep Work hypothesis, which he uh, defines as the ability to concentrate without distraction on a demanding task. And this is the deep work, what he defines as deep work. And this is becoming, in his opinion, more ra more rare. It's difficult because, of course, we have all this uh, um, source of distraction. Yeah, and but also in our work, in our workplace, I feel that that's become even worse with home office now. It's like everybody's expecting everybody to be online and in the chat and yeah, in the, the email all the time. It's just... Sometimes you need a few hours to actually create something and focus on something. Yeah, that, that's something he says in his yeah. book, Deep Work, especially with emails. Um, then uh, he has this other theory, it's called uh, attention capital theory. Um, so like where he says like we in the modern world, the most of the jobs are brain jobs. You need to, to be like working with your uh, brain and you have to be able to sustain these long times of attention and have to be able to really sharply focus on learning something new, which is difficult to learn. Um, and uh, this will be your sort of super skill to come ahead in your career or in your field. And of, of course, it's the, 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 the theory that we want to really go into it's digital minimalism where he describes the services um, and devices um, they're made in a way that they are addictive and um, they can destroy these first two abilities to work deeply, think about a subject or learn a new subject 
And um, he has this philosophy called digital minimalism, um, so which says you should radically reduce the time you spend online, um, focusing on other activities, which is our small number of activities. And um, those things will deeply be valuable for you. And they should be valuable for you. And they, this value will decrease your crave for this meaningless social media attention. And what he says is like, you, your time, their money, because the most time you spend on these platforms, you're giving your time, which it's not coming back they're earning money out of you. And by the way, you're giving also your money because time is money. So it's double trouble. Um, yeah. So we have read the book, both of us. Um, and um, there are many, many useful tips in the book, which are good practices and um, how to, you know, how to substitute, for example, which activities are good to, to, to do instead of social media. But before we get into that, why don't we, have you thought about why you, f you faltered in January with digital minimalism, with the, with the, de with the declutter? Uh, well, yes, actually, the, the, the thing is that I was starting to do the bullet journal and building, and building a new habit, it's hard. So if you need to do too many new habits, it's, It's hard, so you, you tend to f fall off. And the one thing that I did in a wrong way was definitely the rules I set up. Because also in the book, um, um, the author says you shouldn't be, Carl Newport says you shouldn't be too Just strict with yourself. Mm. And I have this tendency to punish myself for some reason. So, of course, I was like, oh, go hard or go home. And then... Um, That you went home. <laughs> I went home. I went home pretty quickly. Yeah. So yeah, this was the um, the things I um, I did wrong. No, but I think it is harder than you think. On the other hand, it's good that you notice that, or anybody who does that, that that you notice that for yourself, because then you see how addicted or how already lured into the social media hamster wheel you are. So. Yeah, but I mean, everybody does. And the people yeah. who say I don't, that's not true. Because yeah, but for them, it's easy. It's good to see then that. Yeah, the algorithm, it's... Um, it knows you. It knows you better than you do yourself. But what I've liked about this book is that he says, for example, he explains the um, philosophy of the Amishes, it's called. It. Amish, yeah. Yeah, the Amish about technology. And so he says like, They don't hate technology. They just, actually, they're pro-technology. So when there is a new technology, they get one guy from their community and tell them, try this technology. And this guy has to really understand what is this technology and see if the benefits that you get from this technology are way more from what you will give away, or even if it's learning to use it. So they have, I think, they use, for example, solar power or stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But it was amazing. They can use a car. They can sit in a car, but they cannot possess a car and be able to drive. 
because as they are very close community, they they would if they had it, they, they would if, drift apart. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. So this is very interesting. But I like this. It's sort of like be selective with what technology you let into your daily life set. So yes. So this is what is this principle? I love that in the book too. I thought that was fascinating because especially the Amish, there are so many cliches out there, but I thought that was fascinating. I mean, I still think that they're weird, but whatever. <laughs> You're allowed to think that. Okay. Everybody has their opinion. I mean, for me, it's very different because I don't... Uh, I, mean, I, I, think they're, I, I think they're mainly in the US, right? I'm not an expert But on I know Amish. that now there, are, there is a community which moved from Canada to Bulgaria. So in Bulgaria, we have Amishes. Really? Bulgarian yeah. Amish? That's going to be interesting. My favorite uh, comedy club podcast from Bulgaria did a special, uh, special uh, edition of their podcast about those Amish that moved to Bulgaria. But, um, so as I said, there are many practices, many suggestions in the book. If you want to know all of them, we suggest you to buy the book of Cal Newport uh, or just watch a lot of Google him or uh, watch a bunch of podcasts where he has been guest. He has a TED talk, I think. Uh, he's, I think, very hard to find on social media because I don't know if he's really actively no, um, I don't think he's very present active, anywhere. Yeah. But um, we're going to reveal you one big practice, which is the main thing. I mean... It's not the main thing, but it's sort of something that you can start with. It's sort of like to get you started to create like a baseline. Yes. So if you want to know the whole method and the whole thing, take the book. We're not sponsored to, <laughs> to, to sell you the book. I have to say maybe in the future we will have some links which will be um, affiliate links for the matter of being honest with you guys that It might come in the future because doing the podcast requires time, requires technology, gear, <laughs> which gear, costs yes. money. And, um, and it is a nice way to have your support without making actually pay. But for, this, is just for, this is not currently happening. So we just read the book and we like it. Um, so this is the 30 days digital declutter. Okay. Walk us through it. Yes, so you can use the bullet journal, which I did today. Ah. And if you don't know what is the bullet journal... Go Coming to, full circle. Call, <laughs> go back to episode number 36. Or you can just use a, a paper or whatever. But it would be preferably not to use Excel. <laughs> because that, that, doesn't make that sense. would be against the principle of digital minimalism. But basically, you have to have a paper with three columns. And um, in the first column, on the right or on the left, depending if you're writing in Arabic or not, <laughs> will be a list of technology. So, for example, I'm going to open my list on my bullet journal right now. And, uh, for example, under technology, I've written everything which is technology-wise, which means... For example, I wrote all the social media use, which is Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, then I have emails, messaging systems. Uh, then I have streaming services like Netflix or Prime. Then I have podcasts like Joe Rogan Experience, Comedy Club, Jocko Willing. 
and others that are listening, and I have computer, smartphone, and tablet. So which is the 90, you wouldn't put a washing machine. Like you can still use your washing machine, your oven, and all this. Yeah, we're not going Amish. We're not going Amish. We're just going on digital declutter. And it's declutter, not the toxin. This is what I like because it's putting order in your digital use. In the second, in the second column, you, you would define how you would use this or how you should use it. So, for example, I have Facebook, not really need to use it. Instagram, I use it for TCI posts in guest acquisition or podcast collaboration because I use it as a place where I look for other people that do podcasts or I look for people who are creatives and have cool work and I text them or... Yeah, or we connect, connecting connect. with the audience and in general. Then I have YouTube. YouTube, I said, only for tutorials or I can allow myself on the weekend for uh, the Comedy Club podcast because it's on there. Uh, Twitter, I said, no need. I mean, I don't need Twitter. It's just fun to see like people writing shit all day long on on Twitter about what is going on currently. Oh, yeah, day. but you get so lost in that endless scroll. <laughs> yeah, and then you get pissed off at someone and you want to write them back. Like That's the thing. And then you're, you're very reactive. But that's not really meaningful for me, so I can do it without Twitter. Um, then I have email. And email for me and for a lot of people is very important. So I said, like, I should use it once a day and set up we'll see what I'm going to set up, but only once a day I can use it. Uh, messaging, I wrote avoid during working hours, which would mean before I was thinking about the whole day, but now I thought, okay, I'm going to use it. Uh, I'm not going to use messaging from the time I get to work to my lunch break and from my lunch break to the time I leave it, to leave the office. Um, then I have Netflix slash prime and in my first attempt i said once a week which is a little bit unrealistic because i live with you you're not so disciplined as i am (laughs) no that's not true but i mean it's nice to have like sometimes during the week you really are tired yeah and and in these days and times there is not much we can do together although now we have we have get gotten chess and not because we watched that shitty show that I'm never going to watch because everybody watched it. Queen's uh, Gambit. Queen's Gambit, yeah. This show I'm cursing again too much, but it's... But because be- of the hypeness, because, because you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, but I haven't seen it, I don't know, but we have I'm, I'm, we have uh, uh, Dama, Backgammon, Backgammon and, and Chess. So we're going to be playing Backgammon because we're going to be like against the hype of Chess. We're against Chess, no Chess. I am against chess. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I said Netflix and Prime, we can do like two times a week, maximum three. For me, it's important that the week has seven days, which means the majority of days I'm not going to be watching Netflix. Three days, it's the maximum. And the two is the rule. And if you really beg me to watch a third time, that's... It's okay, but it's... No, I'm supporting you through this. I'm not going to beg you to watch anything. And then I have all the podcasts. 
Joe Rogan and stuff like that. So Now that's that yeah. is your addiction. Yes. <laughs> that's oh. the thing. <laughs> so I wrote I can listen to podcasts only during the commute or during household or during sport. Which means... Oh, you're going to be doing so much more chores then yeah. the next four weeks. No, like, <laughs> for example, while I'm cleaning something that doesn't really require my attention or when I'm going to work. Well, you know, there is such a thing as mindful cleaning and being in the present and, you know, but... I Don't make that... me curse one more time, okay. please. Okay. <laughs> um, i I do, you. I do wasabi cleaning. And for the people who don't know Wasabi, you have to follow... It's Wabi Sabi. Yeah, you have to follow Desiree on, on Instagram to understand these inside jokes. And then I have the last things are computer. I wrote, I will use computer only for work. Smartphone, I'm going to use only for messages and calls because I need to call my family. And my tablet, I'm going to use only for notes. Because I take notes, I have a pencil and yeah. and um, social media when I need to post the Instagram things. And the turn column is when can it be used? So, for example, Facebook, I wrote first row technology, Facebook, how or should you use it? No need to use it. When it can be used? Never for this. Yeah, sort of give time. For these 30 days, friends. never. Instagram, I said I'm going to use it for TCI post and guest acquisition. I will set up one hour maximum on Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday and Friday. That's the time I need to use it. So everybody, if there's a delay in response, yes. it's because of the digital declutter. Exactly. Then YouTube, I said only for tutorials or useful videos like that maximum one hour daily which means if i need a tutorial probably it's going to be half an hour or something and then i have to do actually these things twitter i said i don't need to use it so i'm never going to use it for these 30 days email it's going to be only once a day and only for work so i'm going to be setting maybe half an hour in the evening where i check my emails or something like that um Messaging, we said for important issues on work, otherwise only outside of working times. Um, Netflix and Prime, maximum three times a week, only in company for fun. This is when it can be used, like in the evening, mm. fun time. Um, and uh, yeah, and the Joe Rogan experience will be only during commute or household. And it will be like, because it's funny to listen and it's going to be, it's also, I think that by listening to other podcasts, which are way better than ours at this point, it's useful to get to listen how they do it, how they talk. Yeah. Um, computer for work when needed, which means, I don't know, when needed. I don't use that much my computer for first like for when I don't need it. And smart, smartphone, we said it's going to be calls and messages, daily basis for important issues. And um, tablet will be uh, only when I'm reading or at the times of the week where I need to post stuff on the social media. That does sound uh, very less strict than in January than what you set up. 
Yeah, because that was stupid, and I was thinking, okay, now this is. Well, you weren't stupid, but it's just you no, were just w- trying to overperform yourself. Yeah, but it's impossible because really, I mean, a lot like our guests are ninety percent from social media, and ten yeah. percent I know them. But uh, yeah, so it's not that easy. Um, Which part do you think is going to be the hardest? The podcasts, probably listening to the other mm, podcasts. Yeah, probably. And uh, the thing is also that I've because at work we sit in an open space and hearing all the loud people around me doesn't let me concentrate i usually you uh, listen to podcasts in that time too but i'm gonna use listen to non non-lyrics chill lo-fi music from spotify as alternative hmm. because this is uh, my thing and um I forgot to add here, I have to add Podbean. Podbean is the hosting platform of our podcast. Again, not sponsored, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I tend to check it too much to see how the podcast goes. Yeah, the metrics. So probably I'm going to set up that like whenever you post the whenever you post the, the podcast, you check how the metrics are going. Mm. Because, yeah, and that that's it's something that I really notice affects me a lot, you know, like Because I'm like, oh, we did this podcast and it's going to be great. And I post it and nobody listens it or not listen, not nobody, but not enough people as I was expecting. And then it's not. Yeah, it's that pressure spiral. It's That's another thing we didn't talk about that in, in when we were um, talking about the social media. It's like the number of likes you get, the number of views of a post, et cetera, et cetera. It's sort of like it makes you wanting more and become better. And Yeah, so... That's another addictive thing. For example, I don't have the social media apps on my smartphone. I have them on my tablet because the tablet... Good. 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 <laughs> because um, I don't I don't want to be checking my, my, my smartphone. It's too easy to check it on the smartphone. And on the tablet, if I want to check it while I'm at work or something, I need to put a mobile hotspot and then I would be able to check it. So... I have to say, I hardly use my phone. And all the notifications are off, also on the tablet. So I don't know. I've, I've, I turned off my notifications, I think, years ago, even of email. Mm-hmm. The only thing I get is like messages from you from notifications. But I, I have a thing also with notifications. Like notifications are annoying because if you have notifications on, as I said, the social media will pop, like they will pop every few minutes. Come back to me. Scroll through me. Yes. But if you turn them off, you'll be yourself, mm, let me check my notifications. Well, that's uh, where you have so to weird. discipline yourself. Yeah, this is why discipline equal, equals freedom. Um, now I'm, I'm focusing on these rules we have set up here. Um, I guess this podcast will be released Wednesday, 17th of February. So I'm going to start 17th of February so that if the listener starts with me, We can do it for a for Are you going to do like a weekly check-in on Instagram? That'd actually be cool. Um, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. I yeah. don't know. Maybe. No, we don't, we're not going to do it because we're doing it. Oh, right. Yeah. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it because we don't want people to get distracted. We're not going to do yeah. anything. But in after month, four weeks. In yeah. a month, we're going to do another extra podcast about with something else, with a new topic. We'll see what it will be. So... You have to stay tuned. I'm going to keep you accountable th- during these four weeks. Yeah. And um, I think it's going to be fun to do it. 
because I think I've done it already a couple of times. And but what is cool in the book, and you should read, is that um, the guy tells you that in the end of these thirty days, you have to be very aware of how how this make you feel, how this how you reacted to this declutter, and then do the Amish philosophy, like what I'm gonna reintroduce in my life again and why. And do I really need it? And if you want to be aware of what is going on on you with you on a daily basis, we have told you that in episode number 36, the bullet journal. Start a bullet journal. Yeah. And then you have the reflection time in the evening if you have bought the book, the bullet journal method. And in the evening, after you go through your daily log, you can write, okay, today I felt that way or I felt this way. And then after a month, if you don't remember, you can go through your bullet journal and see how this whole thing was going on and, um, and be more aware. So this is what I'm going to do. So this is step one, digital declutter. And mm -hmm. step two will actually be digital minimalism. And that's starting in March. No, when you digital minimalism. No, you know, because you reintroduce it. If you introduce... It's a sort of digital discipline. So, like, I don't know. You or need coining to, a new thing. Yeah, we're like, it's just being the clutter with your digital life. And if you find the balance, which is something that I'm not really good with, because I can, for me, it would be easier to not do anything at all or be constantly on social media. So I have to find the right balance where I have pros uh, and cons like I have just the the, the pros yeah. and minimize the cons of but so. everybody feels that way it's it's and again it's not a all or nothing thing you have to find the balance it's all about that balance I don't know I have not too much cake I have the feeling you're better at those things because you're a little bit more woke and you're all about like I don't know <laughs> Being aware and oh, being so nice <laughs> and being wabi zabi and stuff like that. So I think you're a little bit more bad, uh, a little bit better. I'm more like go hard or go home. Yeah, and so, I go hard. <laughs> yes. So basically, this was this special edition digital declutter. Uh, I think we're through. What do you say? I think so too. Uh, yeah. So try it out. I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, we're gonna um, conclude our episode by telling you that um, we are very thankful for your support so far and your attention and your attention. And uh, if you want to listen to the Creative Insider podcast with awareness, uh, you can click in the link up on the top of our description and subscribe to our monthly newsletter which Desiree is creating with the best of <laughs> um, so it's not my personal best of we discuss it but she's doing the most of it I look for the themes uh, and um, we if you want to, f to follow our social media of course we invite you to do that because there you will find the posts of the guests and every Friday, so we're going to tell which day, Friday, you don't have to check every single day. You can go only on Friday on the social media. We'll be posting hits, which will be like carousels about how to monetize your creativity, how to uh, improve your creativity, likes about triggers which might inspire your creativity, 
and like creative skills which make you a better creative so again it will be only on friday and you'll have also a badge in the cover so you'll know about about which, to which topic is and so let's say if you're a student you don't want to monetize your creativity you don't have to re read those or if you are a professional which is super duper <laughs> with the best skills ever you can just read about the certain topics that interest you so i suggest you to go at tca podcast on instagram follow us or on LinkedIn or Facebook. It's the Creative Insider. We have a page on each platforms. So this is this is the support we we will like to have if you like the show and if you like the work we put in. And we're trying to to get better. Uh, today we figured out I think the right setting for the microphones. So let us know if in this episode the audio drastically improved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you very much and bye-bye, everybody. Bye. The whole world stops just like that. Yeah.